Hello, Tile friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. This is the podcast that is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our business education that is designed for tile contractors by contractors. This education is assisting tile contractors everywhere around the world. We have listeners and participants to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result of this education is a stronger tile industry from the installer up. Now, today we've got another great live interview. We've got a we're we're, we're going to be discussing the economy, a bit of a a bit of a subject here. But we have none other than the new. Uh, North American president of Ladecree International, that is Ron Nash. So I do want to spend a couple minutes uh, getting his thoughts on his new uh, his new assignment, as it were, his his new title there, and and how he's feeling about that. Today is March twenty second, twenty twenty one. So if you're listening to this today, this is very much relevant. This discussion we're going to have on the economy uh, is very relevant to you today in March of twenty twenty one and later this year. And we're all eager to see how. How this uh, pans out. If you're listening to this in the future, uh, in podcasts or on YouTube, uh, you already know how it all went down. <laughs> Either way, I hope you find this discussion beneficial and helpful to you and your business. Uh, it's important as business owners to kind of keep our eyes on the ball, as, as I said in the outset here, and, and really understand what is happening in the economy and, and attempt to forecast it as best we can. So bring your questions for all you live participants. We're, we've got quite the audience already. Bring your questions. Feel free to ask them and join us in this discussion on the current economy, how the, how it's impacting the tile industry and how it could affect your business this year and beyond. So before we get into this now, I just want to take one minute to thank our sponsors, the National Tile Contractors Association. That is the association, the oldest North American association for tile contractors specifically. That is where you will make friends uh, and allies really with some of the nation's oldest, uh, most professional tile contractors. The national, uh, the NTCA, that can be your most valuable resource as a, as a small tile contractor business owner. You can join them today, visit them, tile-assn.com. Uh, tag or, or get a hold of Jim Olson. He's easy to get a hold of on, on Facebook as well as LinkedIn and some other uh, social media. And I want to thank Ladecree International. Ladecree's been a sponsor of ours since nearly the beginning. And Ladecree is a great family-owned business with uh, very innovative products. They're reduced reducing uh, their, uh, their you know, footprint uh, in a good way, in a, in a very innovative way, taking uh, silica out of their products and, and continuing to do things like uh, their Ladecrete Spectralock launch, Ladecrete 1, I'm, excuse me, Spectralock 1, I should say, where it is a kind of a brand new product to the market, very exciting stuff, and I want to thank GoBoard. GoBoard is a lightweight waterproof tile backer from Johns Mansville. Uh, easy to cut with a utility knife, easy to handle and install. You can build a complete shower assembly with the, those GoBoard products. It's designed to save you time and earn you more money. And then HappyTileGuy.com is the best place to get your done with you professional website built and managed. HappyTileGuy.com happytileguy.com. And I want to thank my patrons. I'm very grateful to have financial support from the audience, people who are benefiting from this podcast. And they say, you know what? That was an hour well spent. I'm going to donate five bucks a month because we're getting about four hours of content on, on the regular through this podcast. And uh, once again, it's designed for tile contractors. 
All right. So I appreciate you hanging with me while I did some housekeeping here, and we'll bring Ron Nash onto the stage. Hello, Ron. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, and let me, before I say one word, holy cow, what a, what a transition Tile Money has made since the very, very beginning. Um, I just cannot believe the uh, amount of progress you've made, Luke. This is a really professional podcast now. You've done such a great job. I'm, I couldn't be happier to be um, a sponsor, and I couldn't be happier to support what you're doing. I completely believe in your mission, as I always have in the beginning, and I think that uh, you're a good man for doing it. So I wanted to just, before I said anything, I think you're doing great. Right on, right on. Well, I appreciate that, Ron, <laughs> and I appreciate uh, yours and Lady Creek's support. Uh, it means a lot to me, but more importantly to uh, – tile contractors everywhere. I get the messages. I'm sure you do too. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad to be a small part of it. It's awesome. You're working hard. I love it. Right on. So I, I kind of want to know uh, what, what your, you know, your business, uh, your professional life kind of is adjusting right now. What are your thoughts on, on, on being, becoming the president of North America here? Well, you know, so it's obviously, it's a big step, you know, it's a really big step for me uh, and my family. It's a big step for my team. You know, we have a lot of things that we're doing right now as a company and um, I'm just really honored to have been asked to take this next step up and, and to um, share my talents with a wider part of Latikri, the team, you know, I've, I've, I've had big teams in the past, but now I have all kinds of new family members to learn how to, how to help and, and uh, servicing whole new sides of the business operationally um, learning about how we, you know, um, well, I always knew, but you know, how we build materials, how we can improve those processes, how can, how we can be more efficient. Um, you know, there's, there's some really cool things and innovative things that we're working on. Um, not just stuff that you see, you know, but also how we make materials, reducing waste, reducing our impact, uh, making, making materials, um, you know, more efficiently and, and, um, sourcing of materials and where our materials come from and how, you know, all the things that we can do all the way back in the beginning of the food chain, so to speak, until we get um, the materials out on, on the market. So really huge um, uh, learning, um, and which I love. I, you know, I really get energized when I have a lot of stuff to dig my, you know, dig my brain into and try to try to solve. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got great, um, just fantastic team members. So, so I'm really um overwhelmed a little bit too, because it's a big job. You know, it's a yeah. big job, you know, so you kind of have this feeling of like, wow, you know, there's a lot more, um, a lot more to do, but it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations again. Uh, it's a, it's a, Thank you. it's a big job, but I I'm confident in your abilities and I'm looking forward to kind of, you know, one of the fun things about Ron, uh, is he uses social media to stay social and stay active and kind of, yeah. you know, everybody knows him. Uh, and, uh, it's kind of nice because, we don't always get to see that from that level. Um, mm. um, and I think it's, uh, you know, some of this stuff we, we call experimental, right? Like going live on Facebook. Oh, that's experimental. This is experimental. Yeah. But here we are like a decade on. So we've got the science and uh, yeah. we've got the numbers. And I think people like it. I think they like to actually see the faces and get to know the personalities behind some of these, um, you know, got. Uh, like, you know, that, like this user said, Latacrete suddenly became hyper-connected via Ron. So. Well, you know, look, I've always, 
I've always known that there's something special in new media. If it's used correctly, you know, if, if it's used to uplift and build and build communities and, and build, um, people that want to help each other. It's there's, I don't think there's any better way to um, communicate at scale. And I've always saw that very early. I saw that as a, you know, clear back way back in, and when I was a, a sales rep in the field, I noticed that I could communicate much um, more dynamically. And so I've, I've really, um, I was an early adopter of that. And I think, well, I mean, as far as I know, um, but you know, I was, and, and I always thought that there was something good there. So, um, I enjoy the the opportunity to communicate directly with the end user, you know, the people who are actually using our materials, because you really cannot get better feedback than really having an opportunity to communicate with people, answer questions, um, try to be helpful. You know, my thing is I'm always trying to be helpful. I, I you know, even when I'm maybe misguided, I, I'm trying to be helpful and I'm trying to um, help people have a better experience and it not, not necessarily just with our materials, but, in their, in their businesses, in their, in their lives. I'm trying to show up for people. And, um, now, you know, I have, you know, more team members and I have a little bit more, um, you know, responsibility. And, and if I can help even more, I want to do that, but I'm also interested in you learning some of our great team members. And I'm trying to coach our people in order to show up as well and see and kind of model how, how we can communicate with people at scale. And I think it's a really big thing. You know, we, we believe in digital training and digital um, assets. You know, you mm-hmm. look at your shirt right now, Latticrete University. Um, it's a great tool. And, and I, I really believe in it. And I've seen a lot of people improve their skills because of it. But really the short, long and short of it is if you've got a talent, you should share it. And yeah. that's the big thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it it is interesting, you know, because uh, it's a lot of ground to cover digitally. And, but what's interesting, what I found with this podcast, and then, and then we'll get to the today's subject. I don't want to delay it, but uh, what I found with this podcast is uh, on any given day, we've got uh, like over, over a thousand people listening to the tile money podcast on any given day. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. we have what a couple hundred episodes already or not quite right. 150 episodes, something like that. Um, and it's like, I don't think a rep can talk to 500 people a day, but via social media, you can. Right. Um, look, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you think about it, would I prefer having everybody in one room that we could just have this major training or whatever? Yeah, I, I'd love to do that, but it's just not realistic anymore. Mm. So this is a way that you can have those conversations and, and it's just a lot of fun. Mm. And I'm learning, by the way, I learn just as much. Um, you know, matter of fact, I probably learn more by observing the conversations that are happening because you got to realize that. Um, it's sort of a hobby of mine now <laughs> to go and try to solve problems if I can. Mm-hmm. And as I do that, then I have an opportunity to go back to our product development guys, or if it happens to be about product and say, Hey guys, we think that they like this. They don't like this, mm-hmm. you know, you know, look at these comments, look at what people are saying. And we really listen. We really, really do listen. So it, it's something that, you know, is a real technical advantage for us, you know. Yeah. Probably had to keep that under my hat. Probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I noticed uh, Shauna Little from GoBoard said the, sure. almost the exact same thing the other day. Uh, I think it was in Tile Mafia. Shout out to Tile Mafia. Uh, they had mm-hmm. a, they had a uh, you know, a question, how, how has these groups changed the way you do business? And, you know, of course, Sean, of course, GoBoard is, is, is a fairly brand new 
uh, development with an old company, Johns Mansville, you know, they're, they're five years, I think, thereabouts new. Um, and so Shauna came into this. She said, well, these groups mean everything to me. It's, it's research. It's connect, connectivity. You know, it's very similar to, to what you just said. So let's get into today's subject because I know that's why everybody's here. Um, you know, keeping your eye on that economic ball. I mean, uh, yeah. You had a post here last week where you said globally ho- house prices have increased by 5.6%, which is uh, more, you know, in 2020, that was significantly more than 2019. Uh, other comments, you know, uh, because of, I, I guess, primarily lumber, uh, just to build a home has increased by about twenty twenty five thousand $25,000, depending on yeah. uh, where you look at that number. But uh, we could say a solid $20,000 just just right off the bat, just because, you know, this lumber has been like a, you know, sometimes a 200, 300% increase. <laughs> what, what does this mean for the, for the tile world? Um, to start off, let's just start there. What is, what's going yeah, on in the tile so, world? So what does that mean? Well, you know, it's like, well, I'm not in the lumber, right? I'm not in the right. lumber business. Right. So that's not a big deal. But in actuality, it's much more than lumber. We talk about lumber, you know, because it's so crazy. Lumber's gone up, shot up, you know, in some cases by 48, 50%. You know, um, I bought a sheet of, uh, of uh, plywood for my remodel. I paid almost $50 yeah. for it. I mean, you know, that that's, I mean, that's like, that's getting up there, you know? So what, what I worry about um, is that people don't pay attention to the right indexes in our industry. Okay. And so um, where, where that means is, okay. So if you happen to be a tile contractor and you're delivering pricing, okay. Um, you're bidding on a job on um, those kind of things. What do you need to worry about right now from my perspective? Now, now given take my words for what they are. All right. I'm, I'm, you know, all business is local and how you do your business is up to you. But I would suggest that when you start thinking about pricing, how long that bid is good for, um, you know, how long your customers can sit on that, on that document and then say, Oh yeah. Hey Luke, I want to hire you now. You really need to concern, concern yourself with the pricing that's going up. Um, I will tell you that all index, all indexes right now, are going north. In fact, I would use the word, the I word, finally, that we are in inflationary times. We are absolutely in inflationary times. So understand that your supply will be um, will be going up. So there's a couple of tactics that people do. You know, if you know that you're going to have a certain amount of um, business on the books, maybe now, maybe now's the time to consolidate those orders with your supplier. You know, if you're not a pallet purchaser of material or, you know, for example, setting materials, my world, if you're not a, a person that, that buys pallets, you know, maybe it's now's the time to try to lump some of those jobs together and buy in bulk so that you can try to negotiate a little bit of better deal. Even if it's three or four or 5%, it will help you um, because two things, it is a fact that logistically things are a mess right now. Okay. And I'm going to speak as a manufacturer. It's not necessarily that our, supply to our distributors is that messed up it's uh, it's our raw materials suppliers suppliers okay so for example some some polymers some polymers um 
are only made in certain parts of the world. Unfortunately, it's not made everywhere. So it's not that our supplier, our supplier might be located in America and and that we don't have to worry about the shipping containers and those kind of things, but they might. Okay. So it's generally now the issue winds up being the supplier supplier in many cases. And so you'll hear um, things that I think you need to be paying attention to like our ports, just do a quick Google search about the conditions of our, of our ports right now. If you happen to be ordering any stone or any tile from other countries or whatever, you know, you're going to have to consider that in your lead times because I'm hearing lead. Well, I'll give you a perfect personal example. Um, I redid during COVID, you know, I'm like every other consumer, right? I'm, I'm at my house more. I see all these projects that I wanted to do for the longest time. So finally bit the bullet, started tearing drywall down, doing the next, you know, doing the, doing the work. Right. Well, I have a a fully completed remodel right now and no furniture Mm. (laughs) and my furniture is not coming until April. Wow. And, and, and it's just because I go to the local furniture store and they're like, Hey man, you know, we're we're out. We don't have any. And, and as it turns out in, in our supply chains, uh, not not just our supply chains, but the world supply chains, this thing about globalism that is great is that you have a lot of variety that you can get from around the world until <laughs> you can't get that variety through the ports. Yeah. So we've created these choke points and COVID has just make it, made it so much worse because, you know, now there's additional screening, there's additional things. So um, that's going to, so logically let's take this down to the next, next level. So that will be yet another challenge that contractors will have to consider. It's not that you have a bad distributor. Okay. It's not that your distributor doesn't know how to run their business. That's not true. What it, what's happening is all supply lines are starting to be stretched and taxed. And then we have something called force majeure. Force majeure is when a supplier basically comes and says, uncle, I can't, I can't handle these increases anymore. And yes, it's a non-typical price increase, but we're going to have to deliver you price increase. Mm-hmm. Now, just so you know, in the last couple of weeks, Laticrete has received over 20 of these letters. So that is an early indicator that supply lines are unusually taxed and unusually um, constricted. And then you get into the law of supply and demand. When, when supply goes way down and demand goes way up, guess what happens next? Inflation. So you get price increasing. Um, I'm going to tell you that things like steel. Uh-huh. Okay, so what do we make that has steel in it? You know, drains, any, any of those things. They become a real challenge. Plastics. Anything with plastic, by the way, I hate plastic. I'm trying to do everything we can do to use either recycle plastic or remove plastic or, or reduce the amount of plastic that we have. But the, the raw materials that make those plastics, all of those things are starting to become on allocation. They're starting to get a real, you know, a serious challenge, um, you know, a re- real serious challenge on getting them. So we're seeing uh, those prices go up abnormally. Um, Look at also some things that are made in materials that are used in other industries. So, for example, sand. When fracking was way high, 
I don't know if you know this, but they refill those fracked holes with sand. And those sand orders wound up be constricting supply. So all of these things that you think, okay, well, this isn't really, um, this doesn't affect my business. I'm quote unquote, just a tile contractor. doesn't matter. Oh, no, 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 my friends. That's not true. When you start looking at things like oil and oil going up, when you start seeing your gas prices go up, when you start seeing um, it's difficult to grab a hold of, you know, material or your, your supply lines start to get longer and lead times start to get longer. Um, when trucks just don't show up, I'll give you another example. In trucking right now, 27 to 30% of all trucks literally just do not show up. Wow. That what? means... Now, now, is this now, historically or just this, today? This is just current data, current okay. data. Wow. All right. Now, we watch this index really closely, all right? And so the reason for that is I can go back into that economics a little bit. Several years ago, a couple presidents ago, there were laws passed that you had to be 21 in order to get a CDL. Well, the old the old method of getting truck drivers was a person would get out of high school. They'd get that first local CDL. They'd be 18 years old. They'd do a local deliveries. Then those became the bed of truckers that wind up becoming later on in their career, the long haul truckers. Mm -hmm. Well, when you change that one law, you reduce the supply of truckers. All right. So just think about it. And then the same law goes and hits that same, you know, not only that you got COVID, all these things that are overlaying on this economy right now, and you've got a lot of turmoil. Yeah. Okay. So, so when truck, when trucks are ordered and take our, our plant, we have trucks and trucks and trucks going all day, all day. And listen, if you ever get a chance to watch it, it really is something special. We have dock doors that go in, in most of our plants that go all the way across the building. Those dock doors will be full. And it's like a ballet, just watching trucks go in and out. Well, we do very well with our trucking that, you know, we only have 9% of those trucks not show. Mm -hmm. And that goes a lot about having relationships and working with these people a lot. But industry-wide, and not just industry, I mean the trucking industry, 27% just literally do not show. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now think about that story in your life as a contractor. So you make an order with a, with a distributor distributor says, no problem. I'm going to go ahead and fire up that order to their supplier. In our case, it would be, it would be a ladder crate. So, okay. So we get the order, we punch in the order. It goes into our project production production makes the material. We load out the truck or we load, we, we stage getting ready for the truck. We order the truck, the truck, everything on our side is done. Yeah clock the day starts to go on four o'clock five o'clock no truck shows no truck. yeah and and then we get a call from somebody what are you doing Ma? you know you're crazy you know we, we made this order what are you doing okay it's not us it's the fact that our supply line failed us on that and then we have to quickly pick up the ball try to get another another lane open get another truck going and get it on the way all of this stuff costs money because what happens is typically you negotiate for a truck first, right? You're trying to negotiate the best deal, obviously saving money on freight's an important bit. All right. So we negotiate on freight. And then if one doesn't show up, then we have an emergency situation and getting an emergency truck is a lot of times more expensive. So that's an additional cost that we have to eat in order to try to give good service. So it's one of those things that all of these things take little bites out of profit everywhere. Yeah. And that eventually 
you know, I've, I've used the, uh, I use the, the analogy of the boatman and the river sticks. Are you familiar with that? Um, the boatman will be paid to cross the river sticks. Okay. There are some things you cannot avoid. And if your costs are going up over time, you have to do something to adjust for that. And that's how you get into price increase scenarios, things that we don't like to do, but they're necessary in order to stay, stay home, mm-hmm. uh, stay whole. So um, we are, we haven't had a price increase yet this year, but I know we will. I yeah. mean, I, I just have to say, I know we will. At this point, we have received so many force majeure letters. We've, we've, we've got suppliers that have put things on allocation. It's just a real reality. We're not going to have a choice. Um, so you'll probably see communication from your distributors um, coming up quite, quite soon. Um, unfortunately it's just what you got to do now. What does that mean for the tile contractor? Yeah, that'd be good. And I appreciate you sharing this information with us and kind of, you know, you painted a nice picture here. Hey, this is, you know, cause the contractor goes to pick up his materials. Oh, oh, that's, you know, 10% increase, whatever. What? Oh man. Like you said, throw a fit, send emails off, you know, this isn't right. Now we kind of see the big picture behind the scenes. I mean, and this is an unusual year. Um, but, uh, so tell us, but, but one of the, one of the, let's see, one of the tips you gave us consolidate orders, you know, order ahead. Right. And if if you're going to, if you're going to have a job in six months, make sure you bought those materials today or had the paperwork explaining, Hey, uh, materials, you know, yep. it's a wild so, card. <laughs> so I can speak for, for us is like, if we've negotiated a deal on a major project or whatever, we're always trying to, we'll honor our agreement. We always try to honor our agreement. And if, even if we have to eat a little bit in order to make it happen, we always do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's definitely um, um, a partnership that you should form. And I think I would say this is another actionable thing. Yeah. You should form a partnership with your, with your distributor and your manufacturer rep, yeah. you know, especially on your major supplies. Okay. On the things that you would consider major supplies, you want to, it's, you can't have a transactional relationship and expect to do well. What will happen is, you know, it'll be, well, sorry, man, you're, your SOL when, in, when in actuality, if I know people and if I'm, tr- you know, we're, we are all in the same boat here. So we're trying to work through this. If everybody's reasonable, then we can create a scenario where everything works out. Um, but the important part is it, everybody has to be reasonable. This is not the time to be jamming up your distributor. All right. Because look, <laughs> there's two things that are happening. Prices are going up and so is demand. So let's talk about the market a little bit. Mm. So if you're in the residential business right now, think about what's happening. Just like my personal experience is that you've got all these people that have been working from home. Residential remodel in most markets is doing very well right now. Okay. So residential remodel, a lot of your customer or a lot of your customers, a lot of listeners for tile money, you know, they make their money that way. Uh All right. So they're probably booked. They're probably right. In many cases, in many cities, I've heard of people being booked for the rest of the year. Yeah, correct. That's great. And if you are booked for the rest of the year, then strategically you should be switching gears right now to really, really hone in on, Additional profit through good logistics, planning, inventory planning for what you're going to need, demand planning for yourself. And the first and foremost is a lot of communication to your existing customers. 
it is really, really important right now that you are keeping your customers abreast of what's going on, especially if you happen to be in a scenario where you're seeing supply very difficult to get. The last thing you want to do is not be proactive and then have a, an owner of the home or, or a project manager expect you to start on a certain date and then no communication happened and then you throw out what sounds like a lame excuse to them. Right. It's not a lame excuse. It's probably the truth. Right. But the point is, it sounds like a lame excuse. Oh, hey, I can't come on Monday because the tile didn't come. Right. <laughs> Versus if you were really focusing on your supply lines and you knew a couple of weeks ahead of time, hey, that boat was, you know, the boat that was supposed to be bringing it here is stuck at the port. Yeah. Uh, I better call that. I better call that customer. Hey, just so you know, these situations are happening at the ports right now. We're doing our best to get you on the schedule and, but we, but we don't want to start until such time as, you know, it's important that you do that. I've found in my personal experience, I'm not upset with the people that I'm working with just simply because they were very good communicators. Mm -hmm. They were saying, Hey, this is a reality. This is what's going on. So I I couldn't, I absolutely couldn't uh, underscore that enough. Good communication. Yeah. The second tip I would give you is good partnerships. I've already mentioned a little bit about really becoming friends with your distributors, but those good partnerships, this is where if you've got a good relationship, that person will maybe keep an eye out for you, give you that heads up a little earlier. Hey, hey man, we're having issues. Um, just heads up, you know, um, you got that job that you you just won. We just got material in. Maybe you might want to, if you can store it, if you can do whatever, you might want to take take possession of it early, mm-hmm. you know? So that that's definitely a big one. Um, things that, you know, the things that everybody needs to watch right now is in certain sectors, demand is spiking. So therefore you, you are subject to that same principle of supply and demand. When there's a lot of demand for your materials, you need to get paid for, you know, don't, don't suck it up and just take it out of your bottom line. Okay. You're not, you're not going to be rewarded for it. It's not, it's not something that, you know, you, you, Everybody thinks, oh, well, if I'm a good guy and I just, you know, I take an extra 5% off of this or whatever, I'm going to be rewarded for that. Yeah. When in actuality, you'll probably be, be better rewarded for being profitable and a good communicator on the job. Right. I mean, if you had to pick between the two, I would take the second. Let's be more profitable. Let's be a better communicator. Let's, let's help people understand their role in the economy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, your clients want you to be a success. They want you to stick around a while. It, the good ones, yeah, the good ones, the good ones I mean, yeah. the bad ones, you know, let's cycle them out. Let's get some good ones, yeah, you know? Yeah. So with, with, with this demand and, and our, you know, what we have to offer, we're in demand and we often hear supply and demand, you know, economy, raise your prices, right? And, and then, you know, materials pricing is going up. Uh, another thing that, you know, we've, we're talking about here in the group is um, uh, minimum, if, if or when minimum wage goes up to 15 or whatever dollars an hour, mm-hmm. would your price go up? I mean, what what is your uh, thoughts on this? Should we be you know, raising our, our installation prices or is our value going up or what? <laughs> okay. So, you know, this is, this is when you talk pricing, first of all, there's hardly anything in business that um, is more emotional than pricing. 
right? So um, when you speak about pricing, it's important that you get more logical than emotional, mm-hmm. all right? So I really want you to start thinking about this as just a, you know, look, I want my goal for my business is to make this much earnings before interest and taxes. Okay. So, and, and it's really, really important that you have those as goals Mm -hmm. and then you understand your nut. Everybody, we talk about this. We've talked about this over the years, Luke. I can't believe how many custom or how many contractors that I talk to that really don't understand what their operating costs are. So it's really important that you understand your operating costs, especially as demand is spiking, because if you don't understand operating costs, what will happen is as you scale up, you can actually destroy your business. Mm-hmm. You can literally get too much business, not be profitable and go under. So um, everybody thinks, oh, everything's about sales. And if you hit your top line, you know, everything's great. Yeah. Uh, not true. You can hit your top line, you can destroy your profit, and you can literally go in the hole mm-hmm. and, and be out. So you have to know what your nut is. You have to know what your goals are as far as what your, what your financial metrics are. And I don't care if you are a one man show or you have crews of a thousand, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. This discipline is something that's required in business. And and it's something that I'm glad you're out promoting. Luke, I know you're, you're beating the, the drum on this all day long and I love it. This is great. This is what will help our tile contractors go to the next level because they understand the business of tile, which is your mission. And I love it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's real. It's a real popular thing amongst all contractors, really to, uh, you know, some of their best advice you'll sometimes see them giving is, Oh, Hey, I got big once didn't work out. I downsized, went small. Things are better now. Yeah. That's their best quote unquote. I'm, I'm using air quotes here. If you're listening to this, advice because that's what they know and that's what somebody else knows and maybe three people experience that when in reality they just didn't know their operating costs and how to scale that and and and, you know what i would like to say is hey you want to be a small contractor fine that's your dream that's your vision i empower i want to empower you to do that but just know there's companies out there who have thousands of tile installer employees if they can do it, you can do it too. If that's your vision, if that's your dream, so don't you know? Don't back off your dream um, too quickly, you know, because it can be done. And and listen, this is where the power of social media is really, really good. You can actually network with people, people that you see on the way up. You can ask them questions. Our industry is so fantastic as far as like sharing. Mm-hmm. And then I have to give a plug to the NTCA. I. The NTCA is a great, a great organization to network. It's a great organization to meet people who are really doing it, the real deal. Right. You know, they're not faking it. You know, they're not faking it until they make it. No, these guys are the real deal. Get into those groups and network, and then you'll understand. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, uh, you know what, I had four crews before, and then I decided just to go back to myself yeah. and a helper. I make more money that way. Right. That Exactly like you just said, I've heard it so many times, but a lot of times it's because they don't understand how to scale up. And that's a different topic, but, but the point is, is that everything will scale. And if you, th- if you know, you're not first, you know, you know what you're going to have to do in order to scale. And that's, it's really, I, I don't want guys burning their body out and being on a treadmill right. and then, you know, then they're out of the industry because physically you can't do it forever, you know? And so um, there's two things I'm doing to work on that. Number one is work with you. I want to talk about business with contractors to help them scale. 
Number two is I'm working on materials that are easier on your body, Mm -hmm. lightweight materials, things that are easier on your body. So I'm trying to help. The only thing I can do as far as the business side is to say, I've seen this trend. I would love for you guys to really, really, you know, and gals to, to really think about working on the business while you're in the business. And it's, it requires discipline, but that discipline pays off so much. My friend Jocko Willink says discipline equals freedom. hundred percent true. Discipline equals freedom. If you can get yourself disciplined to think about your numbers, then you'll also have the discipline to understand, okay, well, I want my needs and my wants, then you can work backwards. It's not going to happen on accident. Mm -hmm. I like that. Discipline equals freedom. All right, go ahead. um, The economy real quick. You know, because I want to make sure that we we're staying to the hour. Absolutely. Here. And if anybody has any questions, now's the time to start putting those questions in there. Take it away. Absolutely. Um, look, obviously, residential remodel, huge, blowing up right now. People are leaving big cities. Um, so you're seeing um, you're seeing markets just spike in, in demand mm-hmm. for tile contractors. Um, top five markets, according to the um, AGC right now, believe it or not, Idaho, Arkansas, Alaska is is booming right now. Utah, Alabama, okay? People are unfortunately leaving certain places too. Um, your bigger inner cities, obviously they're 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 hard. California is losing a little bit of population right now. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that if there if there's places that are losing population that the business isn't there. It's just that, you know, where the business is spiking. I guess that's that's the yeah. thing. So, um, commercial we, we live, eat, breathe, sleep commercial. Um, if you're in the commercial game right now, you better have your tracking systems down. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to say. Cause it's going to require to the win in commercial. You're going to have to be flipping over those rocks, really, really locking down those contracts, making sure you're controlling your margins. Pressure on margins has never been higher. We're seeing a lot of projects that have been bid and won. And then unfortunately, open back up for rebid and value engineering. So now's the time to be thinking about those negotiation tactics that you do in your bidding, really train on those, brush up your skills again. This is what's going to be required as inflation hits, which it is. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not an economics guy, but I'm going to tell you, you have to be asleep at the switch not to see it. So that means training negotiations, tracking where your money's coming from, not keeping your eye off the ball. Uh-huh. There's nothing that you have in your backlog right now that you've really won. You need to watch it all. That's really critical. Mm. Um, and then uh, areas that are getting slammed. Okay. The opposite problem. Now you need to be really thinking about taking the right contracts. You don't need to win them all. You need to win the good ones. What is a good one? You need to have team meetings with your, with your employees. What, what are the best ones? If we can pick and choose, I want to take the cream of the crop, right? So let's think about those things. Now's the time in booming markets. Do you have a bad customer? Time to fire bad customers. I don't, you don't have time to do, it, do everything for everybody. Um, I, it's a difficult thing to say, but sometimes subtraction equals addition, Okay. Believe me, I'm writing a book about it literally right now. Um, you know, we it, it's it's just really good. Now, I will tell you that the savvy, the savvy, and the aggressive are really doing well right now. The people with their eye on the numbers, the people, the people that are taking business seriously, 
there are great opportunities right now, mm-hmm. massive opportunities. Okay. So the thing is you can't phone it in. This is not the environment to phone it in. It's time to work on those systems and processes where we're talking about. If you have a backlog and you have a long backlog, you need to be minding your P's and Q's as far as your communication. You need to be watching the numbers. You need to be watching your supply chains. You need to be meeting, having those strategic meetings with your with your distribution, making sure that your logistics game is on point. You need to be looking at things that the customer doesn't see and making sure that those things that the customer doesn't see are well-oiled and polished. If you're doing that, then you're going to be able to deliver good experiences. Those good experiences will reward you well right now mm. because there is money. That's the one thing. That's there the good news. Money. That's the good news. Yeah. Okay. Unlike 2008 and 2009, when we actually have a crash, there was literally no cash in the system. Now that's not the case. In fact, don't ask me to explain our economy as far as debt goes, but the point is, is that we've got a lot more in there. So when I'm looking at opportunities, I'm seeing a lot of schools being built. I'm seeing public works being built. I'm seeing in the commercial sector in California, you know, you got your big schools, lots of schools, lots of public works, lots of things like that. If you happen to be in that game, now's the time to really attack that market. What about is what about commercial properties being you know under underutilized right because a lot of folks like you like yourself are working from home uh, what are those commercial properties doing and where's the opportunity there Okay so um you know look I'm going to speak in some gross generalizations all things are either true or false locally let me just a little quick you know quick thing um I'm seeing a lot of malls being used turned into mixed use, mm-hmm. right? So entertainment centers that are not necessarily your traditional stuff. I'm seeing um, automobile, um, uh, you know, indoor automobile malls being built. So rather than, you know, uh, your local car dealership, they're moving it inside of a mall. I'm seeing okay. that happen. I'm seeing a lot of mixed use as far as like, you might have um, a little bit of healthcare inside of a mall. A lot of that's going on. Healthcare is doing, you know, a lot of, a lot of transitions there. I'm seeing um, entertainment centers in towns, you know, that are different, like different businesses, like um, odd, odd businesses that you wouldn't really think are, are, are um, common, you know, entertainment has turned a little bit of a page, you know, since COVID, Um, you know, people are watching movies on streaming rather than going to, you know, local theaters. Well, those theaters now are changing to mixed use meeting spaces and all kinds of things. Yeah, so, mine's got a church so, now, just, just two blocks away. It's, it's got right, a church. Exactly. Churches. Yeah, churches are going into those centers. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like that. So so you it's not that it's going away, it's just changing, right? And so it's really important that we start looking at what's changing, the trends and those kind of things. Now, if you happen to be in the residential game, those things are changing as well. Styles and trends are going back. You know, I have a mid-century modern home. I love mid-century modern. Yeah. Turns out the reason why I can't get any mid-century modern furniture until April is because it's spiking. So that that's a design that happens to be spiking right now. So keeping your eye on the trends um, is really important. 
Yeah. And I guess it's really the whole theme of this whole conversation, isn't it? it? It really is. And, you know, I really want to say thank you because what you've done here is you've taken a, a topic that's, you know, uh, relevant to us today. But it's I, I feel like there's so much evergreen things in here that are really relevant into the future. And, um, you know, we do have a con- some concerned listeners here. He said, I'm getting hesitant now listening to this. It takes me longer to build a shower, he says. So Ooh. what? I don't know who this is, but my advice to you would be like, okay, all right, let's have this conversation, Ron, because you're a, you're a, you're a consumer, Ron, you, 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 you've, uh, at the negotiations incubator, you shared with us, uh, was it your kitchen remodel and how you went about identifying the contractor that you were going to hire for quite a substantial amount. I don't know if you want to share it or not. Um, So is timing one of the things that you're like, oh, well, you know, do you ask how long does it take you to build a shower? Is timing really high on the priority list? So, sorry, that's an F-35 if you can hear it. Okay, Um, I do hear it. (laughs) So, so um, let me let me say this. Um, When you're delivering price, if you're not talking time at the same time and the demands of the schedule up front, I think you're messing up. I, I have to be honest with you, because. It's, there's no better way to set and calibrate expectations as the beginning of the bid. And I, I'm really big into planning the moments that you're going to have with your customer in order to give them things that, that really delight them. One of the biggest fears, if you look at any of the studies, one of the biggest fears about hiring a contractor is that they're either A, not going to show up, mm-hmm. or B, they're not going to know what they're doing, or, or C, they're, they're going to just drag the project on with no, no end in sight. Mm-hmm. So if you can upfront start talking about those three things, I'm competent and, and think about it like this, I'm competent. So I would be talking about the trainings that I do. Hey, look, even if it's just Slatter Creek University, hey, our, our team continually does continuing education. We're, we're studying the bleeding edge of construction. We're really interested in, in improving our skills. Boom, demonstrate comp- competency. Uh-huh. Next is we've estimated your project. It's going to take three weeks. Now we realize that three weeks seems like a long time, but here's checkpoints that we're going to put in here to make sure that you understand where we are with the schedule and how we're going to continue to go. Yeah. We're going to make this as fast as possible, but at the same time, what we do is more art than science. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to understand that we are subject to all these things, right? So setting the right expectation up front, yeah. And then finally, talking about how to close out things like as a consumer, (laughs) as a consumer, I can tell you that contractors are usually very good at starting and they suck at close out. And you, and you have this open, this last experience with the contractor that's kind of open-ended and sort of mushy, it's sort of soft, and you really didn't have an opportunity to really, you know, do that final shake hands. Hey, you guys did a great job. Here's an envelope with a bunch of, bunch of $100 bills in it. Please give it to your team. Yeah. Which is what I do. Yeah. You know why I do that? Because I'm marketing my next project to good contractors. And right. I have a good contractor right now that when I call that person – he drops what he's going to do because I take care of him as a customer. Yeah. Okay. As because he's in demand, the good guys are really in demand right now. And so I want him to be a priority for me. So I want to make sure that I'm a good customer for him and he's a good customer for me. And so understanding how to start those conversations is 
freaking huge. It's yeah. huge. And then you start talking about reviews and marketing for the future. And now you've got a person that um, is, is going to be a, a customer for life. And that's profitable, always profitable. Cause yeah. then you can start optimizing. If you know that you go to a certain building or, you know, you go to a certain customer all the time, you do a lot of work for these customers. You can optimize your systems in order to give them a good experience and also to help you make more money. So it's a big thing. That makes a lot of sense, Ron. I really appreciate you sharing sharing that viewpoint. So embrace embrace the timeline, communicate, um, and you know, thinking back to some of my best clients, I, I now that you said that, especially that last little bit there, they wanted that communication. They wanted to be able to call me and say, "Hey, this, uh, you know, we we need a, you know, we need this cement tile resealed in, in a year." They wanted me to drop everything. They didn't care about the price. They wanted to know. And as soon as I started dropping that communication, I lost those clients, which they would have been, you know, they're, they're clients for life, really, if you can give them what they want, which is uh, so much more than just uh, tile, right? Well, you know, look, I would consider Will, Will's, Will's my general contractor. I would consider Will a friend of mine. I mean, I invite him to, you know, I have a Halloween party every year. I invite him to the Halloween party. I, I've introduced him to my friends. He's done work for some of my friends. So there's a good example of a real life situation. And, and just so you know, when I bought this home, I bought it. I like, I'm a, I'm a big reuse guy. Mm-hmm. I don't like to build new because there's great architecture pieces in the world. And this is my fifth home that I've bought to specifically rebuild and and reuse. I love this house because of what it does and how it's built. But I knew when I bought it, I was going to have to redo it. So my, I put a hundred thousand dollars in my kitchen. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I bought this home as a screaming deal, knowing that I was going to have to do that. So net net, it's still, it's still good money, but I had to really trust the guy I hired. Yeah. You know, and, and part of that was communication. Even if you have bad news, top the topic today, my prices are going up. How do you intend to solve that issue with your customers? Price is very emotional. So what do you do? I'd like you to hit your customers with as much logic as possible. Even if, even if it's a quick Google search to talk about the issues at the port and it goes along with the information. So here's a little bit of a tactic. So you've ordered some tile from Italy up oh, your distributor called you and said, Hey man, I thought we were going to be able to get it this week, but it looks like it's stuck at the port for two more weeks. You've got to turn around and deliver that information as quickly as you can to your customers. All right. Well, how are you going to do that? I always suggest that you, you combat this with logic. What are, what are your customers reactions going to be? Well, I'm afraid that my tile job is just going to smear on and never really get done. What's the opposite of fear? Logic. So here's what you do. You hit them with some articles. Hey, here's some articles. This, this shipment's going through the port in, in Houston. The port in Houston is backed up by another two weeks. I just wanted to give you this article. If you want to know what's really going on, this is really what's going on. Now, good news. I have great suppliers who are helping me get that material through the port, but we have things that we really can't, I can't do anything about. If I could go get it myself, I would, but I can't. So that lets your, you're giving a little bit of information that goes along with the bad news. And you're also helping them understand the realities of what's going on. Now, does this always work? No, there are, you're going to have some customers who are unreasonable. They're just going to, you know, they, 
their their whole tactic is to yell and scream and those kind of things. Right. You're going to have that. This isn't 100. percent Right. But at the same time, on a vast majority of them, when when presented with knowledge like this, they'll go, "Okay, thank you for telling me, Luke. This is really a good." you know, good information, please keep me abreast of what's going on. And then that's a successful engagement. Now you've given your business a little bit of time to breathe and you're communicating and look, this is all truth. You're not, you know, it's not like you're making things up. This is really going on. And so you have more positive communication about a negative subject Mm. and it's going to help. Same thing goes with lumber in the middle of this project that I'm in right now. I have alder trim that I was doing on my entire top floor. And it's a lot of trim. It's a lot of woodwork in the middle of it. My alder went up by 48%. Mm -hmm. Now my contractor bid the job. I could be a complete jerk. I could have said, Hey, look, you bid the job. Sorry. Eat it. Yeah. All right, but instead we had a we had an agreement in the beginning where I understand what was going on in lumber. We had this conversation in the beginning where he said, "I am concerned about the price of lumber, so we're going to try to order it as soon as possible to try to lock in some bids that I've got." We did that, and then his supplier sent him a letter that said, "Hey, that that alder that you ordered is going to be thirty percent more. It was like almost forty percent more." He was able to bring this to me and he said, I want to have a conversation with you. Look, I'll honor my bid. He goes, first of all, I'll honor my bid, but just know that this is real what's going on. And I said, Hey, look, I understand this is no big deal. Um, Obviously it's going to be more expensive. That sucks. I might have to change a little bit of what I do over here or over there in order to afford it. But you know what? I don't want you to get hurt because of something that's out of your, your control. Mm. Now, given I'm not a normal con- customer, I know that <laughs> I know that I'm not a normal customer, but at the same time, we set up in the beginning of the project, a conversation about this subject so that we could have a way that we talked about it based on the facts. Mm. And I will tell you that the man has never hit me with one single change order throughout this whole process, not one single change order. So it, it's definitely a good thing. Yeah, that's a that's a huge that's a great thing to do. Well, well, listen, Ron, I want to be respectful of your time. I know you said you you had about an hour today. So, <laughs> from the comments here, everybody uh, has really appreciated the information you've given us today. So, thank you very much for for taking the time out of your day and your continued support to us tile contractors out there. Wait, I saw one comment I want to make. Yeah. All right. So you got a guy who made a comment or a person that made a comment. It just says Facebook user. It says take him four times long, four times longer to do a shower. Oh, the shower. Yeah. Okay. So speed, speed is a function of technology sometimes. So be, be sure and, and study the newest, latest, greatest technology. Yeah. There are some things that we can do to help you get really fast. Mm-hmm. And so if you study, uh, study technology and what's out there, not just Laticrete, you know, a lot of people have, have really rapid systems that you can get sure, into. Sure. Prep, everybody knows good prep equals fast tile. Yeah. That's it. So study prep. Well, there's two companies that make fast, uh, lightweight materials. That's Laticrete and GoBoard. No. <laughs> Yep. That, to my knowledge, yeah. anyway, to my knowledge. <laughs> at least we're at least those two. They're yeah. at least those two. Yeah. So, um, Luke, 
I know you like to end it, but I'm going to tell you, I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of the work you're doing. I'm really couldn't be happier about tile money. I'm, I love the users. I love everybody. The conversations have been great. Um, and I just want to give you encouragement on the way out. Please keep doing what you're doing. It's making an impact. It's, it's helping us build our communities. It's helping us build long lasting tile partners. And I love that. And we are helping in little ways. We're helping people, um, you know, live better lives. We're changing lives right now. And, um, I'm, I'm so proud of you for doing it. And I really am thankful to be a little tiny part of it. So great. Right. And and look, challenge to other manufacturers, get in with Luke, help pay Luke's bills because he's making a difference for a lot of other people. There's no, nothing stopping you guys. Nothing stopping you guys. Please get involved. It takes a village. All right, Luke, I got a jam. Love you, brother. All right, Ron, take care. Have a good day. But if you go to tilemoney.com, there is a big button that says uh, support us on Patreon or support us, something like that. So I appreciate everybody again. And I am going to be making some custom content for Patreon uh, uh, members who who are donating as little as $5 a month. It, It adds up and it means a lot. I really appreciate it. I truly appreciate everybody. I hope everybody has a a, a great day, a great week. This was a good start to a week. Stay positive, Tile friends. And for, uh, for goodness sakes, stay profitable, Tile friends. Talk to you soon.